Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Hey guys, this is Darren Clark, the producer of Perpetual Traffic. And this podcast is brought to you, as always, by Digital Marketer, training for full-stack marketers. Just a couple of quick notices before we get going. Now, remember to check out Molly's new execution plan. It's called the Six-Step Facebook Messenger Bot Builder. It's a training all about how to connect with your audience through Facebook Messenger. Now, if you're a member of Digital Marketer Lab, then you can dive right into it. And if not, you can actually take a free trial that gains you access to this training as well as much, much more. So you can go to digitalmarketer.com forward slash trial. Also, traffic and conversion tickets have gone on sale. This is our main event of the year. And if you get your tickets soon, you can still get the early bird pricing. So go to trafficandconversionsummit.com and grab your tickets before the price goes up. All right, over to you, Molly. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hey guys, welcome to Perpetual Traffic. It is Molly Pittman here today. Ralph is out on the road speaking at the Add Some event. So we wish him good luck. But I'm really excited because this week I have a very special guest for you. This guest is actually someone that I only met in the recent months at the Mini Chat Conference. And then we ran into each other at Todd Brown's Marketing Funnel Automation Conference. But I realized how smart this person was when I met them. And after like a 15 to 20 minute chat, I was like, hey, buddy, I've got to have you on the podcast. I have Miha Kazim here today. He's from adpros.com. So he's the founder of adpros.com. They have an awesome podcast called Ad Tips and some other ways to help educate you. But what he's going to do is he is going to give you 
he calls it a scorecard. I would call it a blueprint, but he's going to give you a way basically to figure out the strategy for building a messenger bot specifically on mini chat. And why I love this is number one, you are an incredibly giving person. You have an abundance mindset. Before we started recording, he just said, Hey, Molly, I'm just going to share whatever. That's what I believe in. And I'm the same. But I also love what you're doing because usually when a topic is taught, especially in marketing, we forget to teach people how to create strategy, right? And it's really hard to teach people how to create strategy. But if you don't have a good marketing strategy for whatever campaign you're about to build, whether it's email, Facebook, bot, it's not going to work, right? And then you hear a lot of people saying Facebook ads don't work or messenger bots don't work. And that's just the medium, right? (laughs) Like the strategy behind it is what matters. So that's why I'm really excited for this framework today and so excited to have reconnected with you. Tell us a little bit more about your agency. What we do primarily is we have Facebook ads education for media buyers. And then the agency side is if you have an educational funnel, especially if you're driving traffic to a phone funnel where there's a sales team selling high ticket, whether it's services, coaching or information, $5,000 or more, we just drive traffic to those type of funnels, primarily through case studies, testimonials, as well as through webinars. Amazing. So how did you get into the bot stuff? For a lot of the people who got into the mini chat campaign development early on, it was, we're just looking for a solution because we knew there was something special about chatbots, especially I was at F8 when they announced it. And when I was there, I'm like, I don't even understand what this is. (laughs) Okay. You can message people. I get that concept, but what does that have to do with automation? And so eventually I started working with local businesses, with universities, with information products, coaching programs, and all of it was direct response advertising. I saw all of these bots pop up that have like hundreds of thousands of users, but it's all engagement quizzes or any kind of entertainment bots, but most of them didn't have a monetization element to it. And so all of our clients are paying us because they want money in that generates into money out that they can extract into their business. And so if our campaigns aren't direct response, we don't make money and we're no longer working with the client. It's very black or white. Cool. So the bot thing was sort of an addition to your agency. Yeah. And then you became interested. And I know you built this presentation for a mastermind a few weeks ago. Now you're teaching other people, which is really cool. The giving back aspect. The listeners, if you've listened to this podcast for some time, you know how I feel about abundance mindset and just giving (laughs) and connecting with people. You know, That's how I met you. I was just sort of wondering in the hall at the event, (laughs) And the next thing you know, we've got the notebook out and we're (laughs) sketching out bot frameworks. And that was so funny. I think we're all just nerds. (laughs) All of this really came out of the ManyChat conference because I was there and I realized that ManyChat as a platform is very easy to use. There's a lot of different components and ways to make it complex. But what ends up happening is that I realized how tactical I was being instead of being strategic. And what happened was that even though we were doing some parts of this, we didn't have the clarity that I'm about to explain for ourselves and our clients of just implementing it. So if you're listening to this, the goal is we're going to be as transparent, as open as we possibly can, just so you can make notes and or get the presentation after. I'll give the whole thing near the end here. But then also, how can you actually put this into action like today? I couldn't agree more. 
So what is this framework? Let's rock and roll. Let's do it. So at the ManyChat conference, Anand, which was one of the main guys who works on Messenger. Yeah, the product manager at Facebook. And by the way, we're going to have Anand here on Perpetual Traffic in a few weeks too, guys. So get pumped about that. That's awesome. So his presentation was really good because even though he was explaining more of like the state of the industry and what's going on with Messenger and different examples, the biggest takeaway from his presentation was that marketers who are working in Messenger are trying so hard to make flows and automations and everything on the back end so sexy that they forget about discovery. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, man, he's talking directly to me. And the marketing. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're trying to make your flows super complicated and if and statements and then delayed sequence and then you're doing A-B testing and you're doing all this stuff. But then if you're not getting people coming into your actual bot, then none of that actually matters. Right. So step one is discovery, right? Which we talk a lot about cold traffic on the podcast. So trying to reach people who have never heard of your brand before. A lot of people think that Messenger is really just used middle to the bottom of funnel, right? But there are other touch points, but there is a way to use Messenger for cold traffic. And I know that's one of the growth tools you're going to cover here. Yeah, absolutely. So when you look at your funnel right now, no matter if you're in the lead generation space, you're in the e-commerce space, or you're doing anything with arbitrage or content, what naturally happens is that there is some sort of top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, and bottom of the funnel. So Mm -hmm. For most people, they'll jump straight into bottom or middle of the funnel. So what happens with that is what I would love to do is how do we have a system where we're getting 100 subscribers, 500 subscribers, 1,000 subscribers a day to come into your bot that are paying for themselves and liquidating the same month in terms of having a way that you spend a dollar and make a dollar back at least from that traffic where all of that traffic becomes free. And then you have all of these different assets in your business, whether it's people who've engaged with your ad, video views, people, obviously subscribers in the messenger bot, broadcasts that you're doing and warm leads throughout that whole process that have paid for themselves. That's what I'm gonna walk you through today. Awesome. So the first thing is discovery. If you look at your messenger bot campaign right now, if you're doing messenger campaigns, the first thing I would look at is how many new subscribers do you get into your bot every single day. And if you don't know that number, that's the easiest place to start, right? Because you need some sort of trigger. You need the growth tools to come in in order to have at least one new person come in organically per day. And different businesses allow for different types of campaigns. And so for us, we're gonna provide this at the end here with the different types of growth tools you can use in your campaigns to drive people at the top of the funnel. But if you have a lead generation business, you can use three types of different ways to get people into the bot. And what I love about what he's about to do here is based off of the type of business that you're building a bot for, he's going to recommend which growth tools to use inside of ManyChat. And so remember, the growth tools inside of ManyChat are just the entry points into the bot, right? So different ways you can drive traffic into the bot, whether it's a JSON ad through Facebook, ads, or whether you're using comment to message, whether you're driving traffic from your website using an overlay widget. Um, So just some context here for the listeners who might not be so mini chat hip. (laughs) This is really what's cool about this. We're talking about discovery. 
Growth tools are the way that you discover a bot and become a subscriber. So based off of the business that you're marketing for, you know, which one should you use? Right. And I think the important part here is how do you actually take people through a journey? And so if you're taking notes or even if you're driving or listening to this while you're in commute or something, these are like the four steps that we look at when it comes to the messenger scorecard. One, do you have a system to actually get people to discover your bot predictably and consistently. So that's, do you have one new person coming into your bot every single day? And so that's what we're about to talk about right now. Then with the sequence, do you have at least one funnel to convert a subscriber into a lead or into a customer or into an application, depending on your business type? And then third, once they've gone through any of your sequence, they go through some sort of broadcast because now it's like an email list where you can send them messages over and over at a period of time that you choose, like weekly. And then depending on the type of campaign you have and depending on the type of business you have, can you get them to escalate in terms of raise their hand when they want to speak to a human and get them to take action, whether they're buying something for $27, $2,500 or $20,000, there are ways to do all of that in the chatbot and we've sold all of those price points. So it doesn't matter what your price point is. There are ways to use the chatbot to support and assist the sale. Every business doesn't have to use a chatbot. I think there's a lot of people who are saying email is dead and switch over to chatbots or you don't know what you're doing. And there's just, it's not real. That's not true. The reality is this is another medium like Molly's mentioning. And if you're in a situation where you're selling anything online or even offline, these are four steps that you can use as a messenger scorecard to see where you are and how well you're doing with each one of the four steps, which are discovery, a sequence of some sort, broadcast, and escalation. And that's what I love about this because I think this is the issue that a lot of marketers have had with implementing chatbots. They can't visually see it in their head as they can their web funnel, right? Right. So to be able to look at it in these steps, you know, discovery, what growth tools are you using? Okay, sequence, you know, how are you following up with this person essentially? Broadcast, mm -hmm. how are you continuing to re-engage with them weekly or every few days with more information? And then four, escalate. There should be a point for most of your businesses where this could escalate to, it doesn't always have to be to a human, to a salesperson, but right. you could, for example, edit your main menus so that they can really easily access FAQs that you know that they might have that could be a barrier to entry for their business. So I really love this. You want to dive into to each of them? Yeah, absolutely. So there's 13 different growth tools. So there's three if you're in the lead generation space that I would recommend are specifically JSON, which it looks exactly like a link ad, but when you click it, you just go to the messenger instead. Whereas a normal ad, when you click it, you go to a landing page. So the first one I would recommend is JSON. The second one are comment ads, and I'm gonna explain how to use these shortly. And then the third one is a checkbox. And so there are ways to collect a lead and get them to check a box. So now you get an email opt-in as well as an opt-in in a bot. Awesome. So the first way that we use these are with lead magnets. So the easiest way is the same ads that you're using now to drive people to your landing page. Just use the same thing that you're using, same graphics, same copy, same messaging, except the difference is that they're just going into the chatbot. That's test number one if you're in any kind of lead generation business. And especially if you're in the local space, what we saw is that now you can see two things. One is you can ask people for their email and phone number and get the core information, but then you can qualify them further. 
And this is a great opportunity for people who are starting this process and getting the initial lead. But then you can say if you're in, in the gym space or have a yoga studio, it's like, great, what are your goals? When's the last time you went to a class or, you know, different qualification questions to get them to get a little bit more invested in the process. Absolutely. I love that strategy. That's like step one. And the second part of that, when you take someone into a bot, you get something that you don't usually get or have respect for when you get an email because you can actually go to their profile. And right. that is so valuable, especially if you're doing like low volume and high ticket sales, you can see, is this the right type of person that I'm attracting? How far is my targeting or how on point is my targeting? Right. We'll create people's profiles and we're like, <laughs> I don't know if I can make this any better. This is that good of targeting, or these are not remotely close to the type of person we want to attract. And also what's great about using Messenger to deliver the lead magnet is that the follow-up is so much more effective, right? So if you click on a Facebook ad, you go over to a landing page, you know, you read the landing page about the lead magnet, you decide you don't want to opt in, right? Which is like 50% mm -hmm. of people on a good day. Of course, mm -hmm. you can run retargeting ads to try to get them to take that action, but it's tough to get them to come back. When Messenger, as soon as they've clicked and engaged with your bot and become a subscriber, even if they didn't give the email address, even if they didn't even go as far as to download the lead magnet, you can set up automatic or have a human follow up with that person and it goes right to their messenger inbox. So I think that's a huge, huge benefit to using Messenger for that. When you're taking traffic into Messenger, some of the challenges are that what if the quality isn't the same or I already have a funnel that works. What else can I do to add on or tack on Messenger campaigns on top of what I'm already doing? And for cold traffic, there's two audiences that most people don't create retargeting audiences for or any kind of custom audiences for which are people who engage with an ad and people who watch your video ad and the amount of effort that most people put towards that retargeting audience is usually minimal because they focus straight on people who went to the landing page mm -hmm. and so another type of ad that you can run here is a comment campaign and what we realized is that when we say do you want x comment this below that works well, but when we give them two to four options, it works better. So for example, if you're in the information space and you're saying, what is your goal? Are you looking to gain weight? Are you looking to get shredded? And so now if you ask them in the comments and you ask them, what's your goal? They're going to comment gain or shred. And when you do that, then you take them into two separate sequences. But that's just the trigger. We haven't talked about the conversion process, but if right. you're looking at just triggers and segmentation, that's an incredible way to create discovery. Yeah. And if you guys want to learn more about comment to message, we have an episode a few months ago. You just have to click back through and see which number. But I think Facebook also really doesn't want us to do the comment yes below to get this, right? Because they don't get the data that they want because they're indexing what people are saying on those comments. They want to learn more. You know, they don't want to see a bunch of yeses. So I love what you're doing there because people are commenting about themselves and they're probably even giving extra context, you know, like yeah. I had a comment to message about what should you eat before bed and gave four options and people were commenting about how their mom you see cottage cheese. So they do, you know, <laughs> right. it's like such an engagement mechanism. Of course, Facebook loves that. So they'll reward you for that too. For sure. And this is the same way it works for giveaways. And so if you're doing that, if you 
you say, do you want to win this? And they say yes. And then they see all the hundreds of messages and they're like, I'm not going to win anyways. Instead, it's like, which one of these products do you want to win? And so we saw way higher engagement rates. And for some reason, now it's their product that they're going to win instead of one thing that they can only win. So that's something to consider when structuring that. And then lastly, with checkboxes, what you're able to do is say, on the landing page, you have their name in email or just email or whatever else you're collecting. And then you say, by the way, I have a bonus training or I have a bonus X or downloadable that I'll give you via messenger. Just check the box below. And when they submit it, you get their email. And again, you're able to send them a bonus and further engage them. Awesome. Yeah. And that's a passive way to just generate subscribers every day, right? Absolutely. Just have that checkbox there, especially if you're already running ads to a web page, you know, asking for that opt-in. Awesome. Doing messenger marketing should be a game and it should be a game that you can win and you get to design that game. And so right now when you're starting, you can say, I just want one subscriber a day. And right. so if I can get one subscriber a day, that's step one. And so people start with like, well, I saw this one case study and she gets 1500 subscribers a day. It's like, well, that's how to set up an environment to beat yourself up consistently. Right. So why not start with one subscriber a day, have a couple of even one front end growth tool set up. And then from there, now you, you go way past one and now it's five a day. And so your yeah. goal is to beat your five a day, then 10 a day, then 50 a day. Especially if you're already getting traffic, right? Like Ralph Burns, my co-host here, I wish you could be here, Ralph. <laughs> he started with Messenger by just using the overlay on the tier11.com site. Right. So it was just an overlay that would pop up and say, hey, do you want to learn about this case study? You know, this e-commerce company, I can't remember what the lead magnet is, but it's just a video of Ralph teaching. And you click and say, yes, it opens in Messenger. You know, he takes you through lead qualification, delivers the video. And he was getting a few leads a day just because he put that on his website, right? People that right. didn't want to go all the way for work with us, let me to apply to work with these people. Right. But it generated conversations. All you're doing is you're just looking for ways to get people to raise their hand in some way and then take them through the rest of the process. Yeah. And so... Everything I've explained, if this sounds kind of complicated or if this sounds a little bit overwhelming, you'll get access to this whole presentation and you'll see what step-by-step -step these are and we'll make sure that there's no confusion on what to do next. There's two parts of this, right? Everyone can go into the growth tool right now and set it up, but it's what is it that you set up and how do you know if it's successful to a goal that you're aligning to? So we're just getting started here. This is step one, discovery. All you yeah. want is getting people into your bot first. Alrighty. So info and coaching, what about e-com? So with e-com, there's a few different ways to get people into your bot as well. I have a friend right now, he's getting 500 to 1500 people into his bot organically every single day because he added the checkbox for the add to cart. And wow. he was <laughs> that's crazy. He was able to do it because this was before Facebook changed their terms. And if you already opted in, now you have to like click the checkbox to get it in, but it was pre-checked. And so these aren't the highest quality subscribers, but they're organic and they're already being integrated into his flows just because he had taken advantage of, of something early, you know? 
And they've shown interest enough to add to cart, right? So even though they might not be ready to be marketed to in Messenger, like you would have to be very careful with that relationship. You know, they're at least interested enough to start to buy the products. So that's really smart. And even though now the box is unchecked, people love to receive things in Messenger. I would so much rather receive tracking information or information from a brand in Messenger than email. This is very important when you start getting higher volume amount of subscribers is that especially on the first or second touch, the importance of putting unsubscribe buttons or ways to opt out. Because what has happened with a couple of our accounts is that quickly, when there's a lot of communication and messaging, especially if you're doing any kind of rapid fire communication, Facebook has reached out to a couple of our pages and given us warnings of how much actual blockage rates that people are giving to the page. So what happens is that all you want to do is be respectful of those people. And if they want to opt out at any time, give them the ability to, or Facebook will make you. <laughs> one way sure. or I love it. So if you're getting people into your chatbot, if you have an e-commerce business, one of the fastest ways is a checkbox. Add to cart box and get those people to come in. And what you're treating these people as is essentially an abandoned cart. And so if you have an abandoned cart sequence via email, if you have an abandoned cart sequence via retargeting or text message, it's the similar concept. What you want to do is position it as a little bit different so they don't see the exact same messaging on Messenger, but it's the same concept of an abandoned cart. I love it. Next is especially if you have traffic coming to your actual store directly or if you're driving people to content first. One of the things that's working really well for some people is their slide in campaigns. And so mm -hmm. the slide in is essentially a box that appears and you can choose the position of the box. Yeah. This was the uh, overlay widget that Ralph was using, right? Awesome. Yeah. So it slides in the page. Cool. The thing is, if you have that widget, like awesome, that's great. But how do you position it from a strategic standpoint to get the right person to come in right. in order to optimize for direct response? Campaign? It's not, Hey, want to subscribe to my bot? Right. <laughs> like, people have to want to subscribe. <laughs> right, for sure. And one of the ways that this worked really well for one of our clients was that we positioned this as a VIP club. And this was cool. the client's idea. And what they had were they were showing behind the scenes. They had a factory so they could take photos and videos of what's going on. New promotions that they were doing, even though it's not a promotional message, it was just, here's what we're working on. And, and you get the inside view on our company and what we're actually doing instead of just our sales pages. Cool. I love that. That's fantastic. And so with the VIP club, those people were coming in. And what we noticed is that when people joined the VIP club, they got a discount immediately. But when they got that majority of people, something like 90, 95% of people immediately bought that first day. And if they didn't buy, they ended up buying three to five weeks later, eventually when they were getting additional messaging via Clavio automations or any kind of broadcast after the fact. But again, you just want triggers to get people in and that initial discovery. And this is one way to do them. Yep. So one is checkbox for your add to cart. Second is with the slide in VIP club. And if you're just doing a 10% discount, test that with a VIP club or branded club or some sort of insiders, you know, uh, positioning. That's why they watch reality TV. <laughs> yeah, and they want to feel like they're part of it. So yeah. one of the people who does a phenomenal job of this is Alpha Lion. They're a supplement company. And with those guys, what they do is they have the public community, but they have a Facebook group. And they're like, guys, this is new products that we're working on. What do you think of these products? What do you think of this, you know, material that we're working on? And so now they feel part of it. And then when they launch new assets, people feel like I helped design that. Amazing.
And Messenger is such a good mechanism to broadcast that content out to them too and have that conversation. Yeah. And it's not just like here, buy my stuff. It's no. like, hey, this, I'm the founder. Like, check this out. If you are uh, customer facing, here's what we're working on in our factory, or I just got some materials, or here are some photos of no one on my team has even seen this. So I wanted to share this with you guys first. I love that. And then the last thing is if you do giveaways, especially in the e-commerce space, this has worked on cold as well as bottom of the funnel or you know middle of the funnel, whether you're doing new product launches or you're positioning as inventory clear outs and you say, which product do you want to win? And again, you choose your best selling products and then get them into a sequence where you say, if you don't win giveaways frequently, you just want to take advantage of this discount. And so the positioning that we've seen work really well is like never win a giveaway here's a special discount to take advantage of this offer anyways, or get your hands on this product anyways. Awesome. So that is for e-com. So e-com specifically, again, this is not about creating super complicated, super complex discovery tools and, and giveaway tools. It's just to have one or two that really work and that you're getting traffic in consistently. Yep. And the key is to first think, where am I already getting traffic if you mm-hmm. are, right? Because if you're getting traffic on your website, you want to utilize those overlay widgets so that you can start to passively build subscribers. If you're starting from scratch, you're probably going to need to use, you know, comment to message or JSON to run ads and acquire those subscribers from cold traffic. But think about how you can use the traffic you're already getting to your business. Maybe you have a big email list and you should use the ref URL grow tool, you know, to send an email to convert those subscribers. So think out of the box. For sure. Again, there's two elements to this. One is like, what am I going to use tactically inside of ManyChat to implement this campaign? That's the easy part. (laughs) Right. That's like the thing that ManyChat has done a really good job of simplifying. Yeah. (laughs) That's their whole responsibility where your responsibility as the marketer, as a strategist, as a business owner is how do I use these tools to maximize my engagement levels, my actual volume of sales, and then profitability based off of the tools I have access to. Absolutely. Again, to repeat, it's not using the tool that's the magic. It's the why right? Why is this bot an experience that your market wants to have? You should always ask yourself that. For sure. And trust me, they will tell you when they're pissed. And they'll <laughs> tell you when they're happy. They sure will. <laughs> and so you'll get that feedback. And so, so far we've talked about any kind of lead generation business in the information coaching space. Even if you're doing local, the same methods work. Then there's e-commerce. And so we gave three specific types of campaigns that you can use. And lastly, if you're doing any kind of arbitrage, or even if you're doing content campaigns and content funnels like advertorials, or even if you have a blog, what you can do is you can drive traffic to your blog. And most people, when they drive traffic to their blog, they're trying to get an email opt-in. And after speaking to a lot of people, what I've seen is that they're getting anywhere between 5% or lower of visitors that become a lead. And so what we're doing here is there's a couple different ways to get people to raise their hand on content sites. So two things that are different with a content site versus the other models that we were talking about. So one is if you're doing any kind of content campaigns, there's usually some sort of downloadable people want in order to speed up the process instead of reading a 500 word article, 2000 word article or more. Or a checklist. (laughs) Or a checklist. Exactly. It's like, just give me the checklist. I just want to download it so I can use it. Right. Let me do this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, cool, I can read it, but can I just send this to my team instead? right? And so what happens is that you're talking about a checklist in your example, and then do you just want my PDF or do you want my Excel that you can print out right now? And so 
Again, that is the strategy, right? Molly, for example, what you're working on is you're working on helping media buyers and help them become even more successful. And so if you're talking about a checklist when they wake up and here's a checklist, the five point checklist, 10 point checklist that I do when I wake up and look at a campaign, it's like, here's the 10 things I do. Do you want my Excel version and my PDF downloadable? That's the strategy part. How you do that technically is you can have a slide in and the same concept where after they read 25% of the page and they scroll down, it's like, okay, now I know that these people are reading. And then how do I get them to say, do you just want my downloadable? What you can also do are page takeovers like you were talking about where the whole page gets covered and you said, do you want my checklist? Or the last one that we've seen work really well is the button where it's embedded in the content. So as soon as a checklist or a part of a piece of content gets sexy or complicated or becomes overwhelming, it's like, listen, do you just want to download my thing or do you want this three minute walkthrough of how to do it? don't know how to set up custom audiences, don't know how to go and actually do this type of walkthrough. I'm just going to show it to you. Click here and I'll send it to you right now. Amazing. And I like the button because it looks like it's a part of the page, right? Like the slide in can be kind of annoying, but it works. The button is embedded there. So, you know, it really feels like it's a part of the page. And it's so sneaky because you know the moment that they're going to freak out. Right. right? Or, or you know the moment where they're going to be at a peak and be super excited and they're like, exactly. oh, that, that was smart. I want that. Really quickly, I had a student who writes fiction novels. And so he built this really cool bot that told different short stories. And so he would do this on his blog and tell a story and then have them go to Messenger for the ending. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And then he got to ask them a ton of questions about what, you know, type of material they like to read, what types of characters, and he would recommend more stories and sell his books. So yeah, really cool. So if you look at these type of business models, whichever one that you're working on right now, basically you're doing lead generation, you're doing some sort of e-commerce and you're doing some sort of content. And so those are the buckets, and then we'll give you all of these examples. So at this point, now you have figured out at least one way to get at least one subscriber to come in per day. Again, the goal isn't one subscriber, it might be 10, 50, 100, 1,000 a day, but you need to start with the first one that's gonna bring in deals or bring in subscribers for you consistently and predictably, all right? So for Love me, it. what happens is that eventually when we work on these kind of things, it's like, okay, we're getting new subscribers to our bots. And it's like, okay, that's cute. But like, how do I make money with this? Right. And so I'm assuming that's where most but people I are. But I do, really quick though, I do have a Molly thought on this <laughs> or, or a Molly rant. I think that you can definitely make money using Messenger, right? There's no question there. I do though, and this is just coming from client experiences and just really where I'm seeing expectations set in the market mm -hmm. is that people are looking at this as a direct response tool, which is totally fine because you might be putting resources towards this that you would have put to Facebook ads that might be more direct response, right? I get that. I come from that world. I love that. <laughs> But right. there's also this whole other side of this that people are forgetting is that you are also building a completely new channel, right? It's sort of like building like an email list and a blog, <laughs> uh -huh. you know, and that takes work and don't devalue that right? Because even though email is a bit more saturated than it used to be, 
like you said earlier, it's still huge. It's still very powerful. And those people that have built big email lists are still happy about that, right? Mm -hmm. So anyways, I just wanted to make sure everyone was thinking in that way, right? Like you can look at it from a direct response standpoint and it can function in that way, especially if you're looking at specific funnels. But don't forget, you know, that you're building so much more than that. Yeah, and the way that we have to look at these are usually there's activity metrics that you should be looking at and outcome metrics. Because what happens is that when you start spending money, that's the activity. And then you're immediately looking at what is my outcome? And what happens is that it creates so much pressure. And then you start making irrational and emotional decisions that don't (laughs) add up. (laughs) And so- Instead, what are the activities you need in order to get the outcome you want? And I also think it's because we still don't really know the value of a messenger subscriber, right? And (laughs) I understand that. So like a DM, we would be like, hey, Molly, we want 50,000 leads, like go get them for this price, right? Because we knew how our email list would perform. Not necessarily looking at a CPA metric, looking at a cost per lead metric. I'm not telling you to go do that for Messenger guys also, right? Like, hey, I'm getting like $2 Messenger subscribers. I'm going to keep running this. I mean, you can if you have the budget, but the value of this is so much more and there is a lot of activity with bots that do happen in the middle of the funnel. I had this conversation with Mackenzie Lieberman earlier today. She was like, this is literally the best way and the quickest way to warm someone up. So I love how you said looking at different, did you say activity metrics? Yep. Yeah. Like cost per subscriber and cost per conversation metrics like that are also good to look at. Yeah. And so the outcome metrics are specifically like how much revenue am I collecting? How many sales did I get? What's my profitability, return on ads and return on investment, all that kind of stuff, right? right? Everyone looks at those metrics all the time, but what are the metrics that you should be looking at in order to get there? And so we're breaking all of that down into very simple numbers, which are first, how many people are you bringing into your bot? and getting subscribers every day. That's step one. What happens after you get people to discover your bot, then it's a sequence. So the next step and the next metric to look at is how many people are going through my sequence right now. And what's a sequence? For me, a sequence is how do you get someone who's just a subscriber, who's just raised their hand and showed a little bit of interest to get them warmed up to show a lot of interest. A lot of interest could be engaging with posts. A lot of interest could be watching a webinar or watching a training or watching a case study. A lot of interest could also eventually become an application into a high ticket program, or it could be making a purchase inside of Messenger or outside. And so depending on your funnel, you might not be able to make a $2,000 or $20,000 decision just inside of Messenger and make that transaction. So you have to get people outside. Whereas other businesses where we're selling stickers through ManyChat, it's like, There's ways to get people to raise their hand and do it in an automatic way to go from a subscriber into an add to cart into a buyer. And in mini chat, there's actually something called sequences that are very similar to email autoresponders. So for example, if someone was to come into your bot off of a growth tool for a particular checklist, you could then set the stage for telling them that you're going to follow up with them with more information, other resources about whatever this checklist is about. And you can automate all of that inside of Minichat. Absolutely. And so what we're going to also provide are 10 different campaigns you can implement. And these are specific sequences that are automated, right? So the goal is how do we 
how do we get these people to come into the bot and go into sequences in an automated fashion to get them to become warmer and get them to make some sort of financial decision. And everyone is not going to make a financial decision. But in this step of the process, how do you increase the probability of that happening? So you guys will see these on his slides, but lots of different campaign types. And a lot of it is people just need more engagement. Some people just need need a little a further conversation than others. My recommendation would be here, the mistake that many people make is that, do you have the discipline just to focus on one sequence? Because what ends up happening is that there's most likely in your business right now, whatever type of business you have, there's most likely one funnel or one sequence that's online or offline that generates the most amount of revenue for your business. And same thing for a funnel even. Exactly. And so it's the same concept in the messenger bot as specifically with the sequence. So what we were talking about is when it comes to growth tools and ways to get people to discover your bot in the information space or lead generation space, we were talking about, you can use a checkbox to get people in. We were talking about how to get comment tools to get people in and a JSON campaign. But what if all three of those unique, distinct ways to get people into the chatbot, what if all of them went back to your most profitable sequence? Mm. Right? And so when that happens, you don't have to recreate the sequence because you know that when people start the sequence, these are the most profitable type of education or messaging or a flow that I could take them through to have the maximum amount of profit or maximum revenue per subscriber. And so all you're doing is limiting variables so that you can isolate for one type of sequence. And it also makes it easier if something breaks. <laughs> Absolutely. It does break, you know, and there's challenges sometimes on the many chat level. Sometimes Facebook is making adjustments. Sometimes you didn't set it up right and we're all learning and that's okay, but it's way easier to fix one sequence instead of 10. Right. And you have people across different platforms in your business, right? You have people visiting your website, on your email list. You have people you want to reach out to through Facebook ads. You don't have to change the offer just because they're physically in a different place on the internet. So I love the simplicity of, hey, you have one really good lead magnet. Great. Put it on your site. Also run ads, you know, in Facebook to generate cold leads. So with Ralph, after that was working, that case study lead magnet was working as a slide in on his site. Well, then he just used the JSON grow tool and now runs ads targets people that he hopes will become clients and they click into Messenger. So I love that message. For the people who are listening, it's very, very seductive to watch case studies and look at outcome numbers and say, why am I failing or why am I struggling? And the reality is you have to realize how case studies and how people post is their best results after they've worked very hard and you're just seeing the end of that. So instead, look at how you can simplify all of this into very straightforward steps in order to create momentum, and then you can add complexity. But right now, we've only spoken about two things, really, which is how do you get people into your bot? And then what is one funnel that you take everyone through that has the highest probability to make you the most amount of money? Awesome. So now that you have people coming into your bot, you're taking them through your most profitable funnel, then what eventually is going to happen is people are going to finish the funnel because funnels have a specific period of time, whether it's two days, whether it's seven days, whether it's 30 days, you take them through a sequence and then that's it. So what happens after that, right? Now you have hopefully 10 people coming in a day, 30 people, 50, whatever the case is. And then you have all these people that finish the funnel. Now you take them to a broadcast list. And so 
what happens in the same thing with email is that when you don't email your list, the email list becomes not very valuable. It eventually just dies. And so the opportunity here is how do you get people to raise their hand to say, Neha, I would love to get more messages from you. And the way that we've done that in the past is that we say, we want to help you get to your result faster, whatever the result is. How frequently do you want us to message you? And so instead of saying, hey, do you want us to message you? It's how frequently and you get them to give you a frequency. And so for some of our clients, they want to message people daily. They have enough content. They're ready to go. For other clients, it's weekly. And so even if you have that option of saying, how frequently do you want to get messages from us? And that is at a weekly basis. And so all you're doing is trying to get people to raise their hand and opt in that they would like to get ongoing messaging. With that, what we notice is that there's different types of content that we can send. For some businesses, it's a lot easier because there's always new things going on. In other businesses, right. it's a little bit more trickier because it's e-commerce and they don't have new products. They have one product and that's all that they talk about. They don't do any content. And so depending on the type of business that you have, you have to figure out what you can send them. So the challenge here, what your goal can be is how do I just send one message a week? Okay. And remember, this is most likely not a promotion. You can't do that right away inside of a bot, but what you can do is take people to content and get them to raise their hand or get them to engage. But we're not going to talk about like more advanced stuff right now. It's just how do you keep them engaged so that they stay top of mind? And so the goal can be, how do you send one message a week, which is four messages a month? And we're, we're going to provide here like eight, nine different types of broadcasts that you can send to your list. Yeah, I think the key with the broadcasting guys, this is very new for most consumers. So I see it work best when there's a theme. And I know we talked about this when we saw each other in Orlando, but the consumer is building a relationship with this bot like a friend, right? So if the bot is talking to them about different yoga gear that might be best for them, well, the bot could also send broadcasts with a weekly yoga pose, right? With a mm -hmm. video, with different quotes, like you said, different quizzes, just mm -hmm. anything to engage with them. And then as soon as you reset that 24-hour clock, then you have the opportunity to be promotional again. You and I talked about this, but I think broadcasting is the most underutilized, but most misunderstood aspect of messenger marketing right now. And I think that's because so many people compare to email. And although it's similar, we know how different it is. For sure. And I think where the main opportunity here is just engaging those people because when they're ready, they will raise their hand and you'll be the first person that they think of. Of course. All right. So step number four, this has been so amazing, by the way. You're kicking ass. This is really good. Love it. Again, the first step was discovery. How do you get people into the bot? Second is one funnel, a sequence to maximize your earnings per subscriber, essentially. And then from their broadcast to engage those people, last step is escalate. So for us, we don't believe in 100% automated bots. It becomes harder when you have a list of like 100,000 people uh, or more. This friend that I have in the e-commerce space, what they'll do is when they're sending their broadcast to their list of about 70,000 people, there's like four or five people who are responding to messages for an hour because they know those people are ready and engaged at that yeah. very moment. Yeah, so they just have questions. They just have questions and they're That's ready. That's it. And they don't have to proactively call your customer support to ask. <laughs> at, all, at all. They just want to know, is this the right size for me? Or how quick are you going to do shipping? Or is the same FAQs? And of course, you can automate them. And there's ways to do that. But 
there are situations where you can take advantage of manual or hybrid bots, essentially that we call them, which is you have the automations that do majority of the lifting, and then you have a sale where someone is helping them manually. And so the way that we escalate essentially is there's a couple of ways. In one of the approaches that we have, we have them in the menu. So if you're not aware on Facebook chatbots, you can put a bunch of different options at the bottom of your chatbot and you can get them again to go back to your main funnel. The purpose is what is the sequence which actually gets you the highest earnings per subscriber. And so you can do top of that funnel, you can do middle of that sequence, or you could do the end of that sequence depending on where they are. And so for us, for a notification list, we said, do you want to subscribe to our content? So they did that. Then they said, do you want to watch our webinar? And so they were able to do that. And lastly, do you want to just book your call? And so those are three steps that are distinct in the sales process. And so people can choose those. And then yes. from there, we go naturally to the next step. And this is great because as we know, Messenger is still very new to consumers. So if you go through different bots and you see the responses, sometimes people get hung up for something as little as you ask a question and provide two different buttons that then lead to other actions. Well, they think they're talking to a human, so they type in something completely different, right? And the bot experience has now stopped. So you can set up automation to remind them and to re-engage them later. But the main menu is such a great place for them to go back to when they're stuck and to continue whatever process you're wanting. I have a client where FAQs here, simply just FAQs helps so much. And even direct FAQs specific to the product. That's awesome. It's so underutilized. That majority of them have the same three to five questions. Exactly. That's like the first initial trigger to get them to the rest of the questions anyways. And those three to five questions are probably like the domino questions to get them to the sale anyways. And so I love that. That's awesome. Cool. So escalation. And just really quick, the first time I ever used Messenger was at Digital Marketer. And I used it to send an email to everyone who had bought tickets to an event. I used a ref URL in that email. And we promised a discount for group tickets, but they either needed to call, email, or click to chat us in Messenger. Right. And I think over half of the people clicked messenger versus call or email, of course. And then the sales team was just there waiting and people were saying, (laughs) yes, add six more tickets. You know, we already had their credit card on file. So to the point you have been making, and especially in regards to this escalation step, don't overcomplicate that. Right. All I thought about was, okay, discovery we've got an email list, right? So Uh the best growth tool for me to use is the ref URL. Okay, great. I'm going to promise this amazing discount in the email. So there was just a really good offer. They clicked to Messenger and someone was waiting for them to follow up. So this can come in many different forms depending on your type of business. Absolutely. So we deal with a lot of phone funnels. And so with that, for some reason, we provide the same sequence to a person in a funnel that's traditional on a landing page versus the same sequence in a chatbot. It performs differently. I don't truly know why. I have like guesstimates, but we can have the same messaging, same follow-up on a retargeting ad. But when we take them to a Facebook messenger funnel, there's something that changes. And so with escalation, it's not just 
a menu as well. We've seen that when people go bottom of the funnel and they're consuming a bunch of content, they've watched a webinar, they've been in the sequence, what we'll say is like, do you want an additional training or do you want to see this specific like hack that is related to the core offer? The thing is, people want to get access to things or understand something based off of what they want, not what they need. So for example, when we're marketing to agencies, what they need are systems and processes and hiring people. <laughs> that doesn't sell. <laughs> You're right. Increasing retention, doing all these things. And it's like, that is exactly what I need, but I will never, ever buy that, right? That's what no. most people approach it as. But people what they want, want Facebook ads. <laughs> right. What, what they want is they want clients. And so new client getting strategies and new things like that, that's what they want. But eventually, in a sneaky way, we end up teaching them what they actually need. And so from an escalation standpoint, as an idea, what we've seen is that we'll give away lead magnets, we'll give away additional secret trainings and stuff like that. And we'll say, comment for which additional training you want. And then these are people that we're only segmenting because they've already watched the webinar or they're already in the sequence. And then once they request it, we send them a link and then go back to the next step, which is in, this, in the sequence, which is apply. And so even when people get off the path of your most profitable sequence, we can get them back on the sequence by providing these blips of content and get them back to now's the time to apply. Amazing. So when people are working in bots, the biggest thing that I would consider is a bot is automated, but just because it's automated doesn't mean that you have to be so impersonal because it's very seductive to automate everything. But the reality is people want a human connection. And one of the most personal ways of communication right now is with Messenger. So just be respectful of that when you're going through this process and make sure that you have some sort of ways that people can opt out and then also ways that people can speak to a person if your business allows. And I can share this more later, but what we're working on right now is how do we hire part-time and or full-time people for specific clients that we have that are full-time managing Facebook Messenger bots and WhatsApp communication depending on countries and depending on where they're marketing. Because what happens is that depending on what your break-even campaign is, you can finance this based off of a VA or someone on your team who can support that sales process. And so the biggest opportunity here and where the direction of messenger campaigns are going is that people do want a human touch. And we've created scripts so they don't have to create any kind mm. of ninja sales tactics and you know ways to increase the probability of them buying what we did was we looked at different scenarios it's their responsibility to capture different scenarios ask for help and then now we have 20 scenarios in about a week of what the different challenges and questions people ask and obstacles and objections and then we work on that script the next time it comes, all they're doing is pretty much copy pasting. Wow. I love that concept. I mean, I definitely think that bots can be fully automated, but if you can add that human element, I mean, mm -hmm. it's like live chat for customer support, but so much more user-friendly because the conversation doesn't go away. So I love this. This was so amazing. You're such a plethora. Uh, I love that word <laughs> uh, of knowledge when it comes to bots and yeah, this is one of my favorite episodes we've recorded in a long time. I appreciate the way you think. And I think, you know, 
as an educator myself, something I always love to do is how can I take this big concept, this thing that's in my head and teach people, right? And teaching strategy is really hard. It's easy to show what buttons to click in a platform, right? But to teach someone, you know, how to think about chatbots, here's how to create a chatbot strategy. That's really awesome. So thank you so much again for an amazing episode. You can grab the slides and any other resources from today at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. You can also learn more about our guest at adpros.com. Thank you again. You know, I always love talking about bots. I'm glad we ran into each other in Orlando and we'll definitely have you back. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. All right. See you guys next time. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.